What it do, baby? Yes, sir. It's your boy, Big Zoo. And you know what it is. It's time to Jets right here on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever it is you happen to be listening. Please hook it up with a subscribe and a five-star rating, of course, because, I mean, I'm sitting right next to my boy, Duke, right now. Say, what's up, Duke? Hey, what's up, guys? No, that was actually me. You know, he barks. So I just made that up. I don't even know why. But it puts the food in his bowl, too, and he appreciates those five-star ratings just as much as I do. So keep those up on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever it is that you are listening. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you listening in general to the Time to Jets podcast. And, I mean, today... It's uh it's a little it's a little off. We're doing the pregame here on a Saturday because the Jets are playing a little uh little old game in London over there, a little bit of American football. And this is uh this is the way we get it in in time because that game kicks off at 9:30 tomorrow morning. So uh make sure you have your alarm set if you're not a morning person. That game I uh, like I said, gets kicked off at 9.30 over there, and that would be, what is that, local time? 2.30, I believe, in London. So it shouldn't be too big of a, a difference, hopefully, for the guys getting ready. Hopefully they've been uh, prepared for this uh, in terms of their sleeping schedules and practice schedules throughout this week. You would hope that uh, the coaches have been pretty mindful of these things and you know, it's time to it's time to ball when you get out there. So, I mean, I know the London crowd's very excited for uh, Jets and uh, Falcons. I definitely saw a lot of love for this game on the NFL UK page, you know, from the fans replying to it. Uh, and if you don't detect it, there's some sarcasm in there because some of those tweets are some funny stuff, man. They, they uh, yeah, <laughs> let's just say they're not too happy having this game and then having an abysmal Jaguars game next week. So not a great job on scheduling by the NFL, if you ask me. But I don't handle that. So we're here talking Jets-Falcons week five in London. Okay. On the business, though, and before I actually get to talking about the game, we got huge news as soon as I finished posting the podcast on Thursday, and that was... One Mr. John Franklin Myers has been re-signed, extended, however you want to put it, to a four-year, $55 million deal. That's, uh, I mean, listen, that's a hefty price. He's one of the top 25 paid defensive linemen in terms of uh, average annual value on the contract. So it's a little bit to live up to there for Franklin Myers, but... I believe in this guy, just the fundamentals that he plays with in this Robert Sala, you know, Jeff Ulbrich defense. I think he's got a shot to really become one of the top players in this league. Maybe, you know, maybe not a top 15 pass rusher. I mean, nah, that's not right. Maybe not a top 15 defensive player overall, but definitely a top 15 pass rusher in this league. And He's a guy that I think this year is going to get to 10 sacks. I mean, I'm not saying I think he is going to get to 10 sacks this year. And you got to lock him up before he hits free agency because teams are going to go goo-goo gaga over a guy like that. Everybody's looking for a pass rusher. And when you have somebody that does a little something like that, you know, 10 sacks in this day, you know, 
You're going to bring him in. Jets did a good job locking him up and, you know, getting him at a decent decent rate for a pass rusher. Because you're going to see in a couple of years, this same thing is going to be happening with Quinn and Williams, and it's going to be a lot of money there. And all of a sudden, there's going to be a lot of money that needs to get doled out. So getting this done with Franklin Myers early, making sure that he's taken care of, making sure that he's happy, and also, you know what? Making sure that the team is set up for success in the future. I got to give Joe Douglas some credit here because I've been ragging on him a lot this season. This is a good move that he has done here. And, I mean, Franklin Myers is a culture guy. I can't say enough about it. I love the guy, the way he plays. And you'll hear about it a little later on because he's going to be a big part of this game for this defense against a Falcons team that is very, very depleted on the uh, in terms of receivers this week. But... Real quickly, I also want to touch on something that happened Thursday, and that was a Seahawks loss. And Jet fans, we need to start paying attention to these Seahawks losses because, or just the Seahawks in general, because we own their first round pick this year, if you didn't know that. And we got it from the Jamal Adams trade. And I don't know, if you did watch that game, you could tell me. I I, I saw what I saw, and Jamal Adams... He looked a little bit lost out there. So, Jets looking pretty good right about now, especially with the unfortunate news because you never want to hear about anybody getting hurt, especially one of the best, not just quarterbacks in the league, but one of the best players in the league in Russell Wilson. But when you have the Seahawks first-round pick, you kind of go to yourself, eh, we'll take it. We'll take Geno going out there and starting a few games for the Seahawks. Hopefully, Russ, when he does come back, is ready to go and he can play and do his thing. But if he's out for eight weeks here and we can have Geno Smith for that time, Jet fans, we might be looking at ourselves two top 15 picks in this upcoming draft. And that that's tasty to me, my friends. Uh, we're not quite in mock draft season. The Jets, with the win last weekend, saved us from having to dive down the college football path and starting to review college football games and doing mock drafts. So thank you for that win last week. I can't say how big that was, but we still need to start paying attention because it's going to come up real soon. And with this news, the jets might be looking at themselves. Like I said, two top 15 picks in this draft. That's big. That's a big foundation builder for this franchise going forward. But another thing that's a big franchise changer and a builder here will be winning this game on Sunday. So without further ado, I'm going to dive right on in. And I want to start out by saying, like I said earlier, this is a depleted Falcons offense. You got no Calvin Ridley, no Russell Gage. So you're essentially two of your top receiver Pure receiver targets are not in this game. Now, who is playing in this game is one Cordero Patterson, who has been having an unbelievable season. He's got 235 yards receiving, 119 yards rushing, and he is just tearing this game up right now. This is a dude who the Jets need to focus in on and make sure that, hey, Cordero Patterson cannot beat us in this game. The Falcons 
They don't have very much outside of him for Matt Ryan to throw to. We'll get to a couple of guys that he's going to work with today. And, of course, Matty Ice is the man. Because you look at him. He's got a body of work. Dude plays ball. He knows what he's doing out there. And he's been doing it for a long time at a high level. So you got to give the guy some respect. But when he's not throwing to too many people, you got to focus in on the guys that he does have. And Cordero Patterson is that dude. They're going to try to get him out on jet sweeps. They're going to try to get him out on screen passes. They're going to work him out of the backfield. He's going to be a complete, like, this is going to be a dude that you're going to watch play, and you're going to be like, damn, does he have a position? Because he plays everywhere on the football field. But in order to keep Daryl Patterson from tearing up this game and being a breaker for the Falcons, you have to make sure you're containing the edge. And that's where Jonathan Franklin Myers comes into play here because he has done it throughout the season in terms of locking that edge up, not letting people get behind, get around him, forcing dudes inside. That's what you got to do this week again and make your linebackers make tackles. They're good linebackers on this team. We've said it for, I mean, a couple of weeks now. C.J. Mosley is an all-pro. Quincy Williams is looking like a dude who is a perfect combination with C.J. Mosley at this point in time. So you keep those two going on the inside. Don't force them to have to do too much sideline-to-sideline chasing on Cordero Patterson. Now, that's a different type of runner than Derrick Henry last week. Derrick Henry is a much stronger runner. It's a little harder to get him down in that terms. Cordero Patterson, you're going to be chasing him all day, and there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to catch him after you've already gone around the edge on him three times to have to pick him up on a drive. It's going to be tough you got to make sure that you keep him inside the tackles and force him to have to make plays there. You do that, for then you're taking him out of the run game, and they don't have too much of a run game. you got Mike Davis, who's got over 100 yards, but nothing special this year so far, just pounding the rock. I mean, their run game is just as good as the Jets, if you want a comparison. Nothing special. You could stop, I mean, with the front seven that we have, Mike Davis isn't going to be making much happen. So keep Cordero Patterson from game from breaking this game, and the Jets are going to be able to have a field day, in my opinion, on defense. Like, this is, I can, I have like a weird sense in my stomach that this is going to be one of those games where the defense is going to make a trademark performance. And you're going to see Robert Sala going crazy on the sideline as you get, you know, a second interception and guys are just making plays all over the place, sacks, tackles for losses, three and outs. I think this is going to be a big-time game for this defense. And it's going to start up front. It's going to start with uh, Jonathan Franklin Myers in the front seven up there, Quinton Williams, Quincy Williams. CJ, they're all going to have to do their thing out there because stopping that man, it ain't easy. It might sound easy, but it ain't. But the rewards of stopping him are massive. And I mean, I talked about two picks. I don't want to I don't want to take anything away from Matt Ryan. The guy's an MVP, Super Bowl, uh, you know, playing quarterback, Super Bowl starting quarterback. He's got 990 yards already this year, 68% completion. Eight tutties, three interceptions, 93.5 QBR. 
the guy is just solid. He's he's every bit as good as he was ten years ago, and I mean it's it's pretty fun to watch still. But this week, he's really limited on targets. You're talking. You got Cordero Patterson, you got Hayden Hurst, and you got the rookie Kyle Pitts. And now Kyle Pitts, outside of Cordero Patterson, is the guy in this game that I would say is going to make the biggest impact for this Atlanta offense. He's going to be a bit of a matchup problem for the backers and the safeties. You're going to have to, I mean, there's not much else you're going to have going on with other, you know, in terms of other assignments for DBs. So I don't see a reason why you can't have a safety shaded over on whatever side that you have Kyle Pitts lined up on to give a little help to that linebacker, essentially playing a little bit of a double coverage there. You do that, you can almost, you have a chance to maybe not take him out of the game, but limit him a little bit. And by doing that, you're allowing your linebacker to have the ability to still come up and play a little bit on Cordero Patterson if he's to get a you know quick pass or a screen or uh, you know one of those little toss passes as he comes on a jet sweep. I I'm interested to see how this defense comes out and play. They've been balling. This isn't any bit crazier of a test than last week against Tennessee, but Cordero Patterson isn't Derrick Henry. So I don't want to see Cordero Patterson having over 100 yards this week. That's the job at his defense. Because if you keep Cordero Patterson under 100 yards, this offense is going to be sitting around 200 yards probably for the entire game. And you're probably talking about a Jet W. It's a key. It's a key to the game. The Falcons don't have much. Not when Calvin Ridley's out. Not when Gage is out. You're talking about Cordero Patterson... And not much else. Stop Cordero Patterson. You'll have yourself a day. Let's get it done. That's the job. That's what everybody's got to do. Keep your eye on the front seven because they got to make the plays. Also, another guy to keep the eye on in terms of uh, stopping Patterson is probably going to be Michael Carter. The uh, rookie corner who has been playing out of his mind in the slot position this season. He's been making a lot of plays behind the line of scrimmage, and he's been doing a good job of open field tackling. So I would expect him to probably make a lot of big plays on Cordero in this game, especially if he does have any type of success against our defense. You're going to be seeing a lot of Michael Carter, uh, you know, bringing him down. But the defense isn't the only thing that's going to be important for this game. They're going to have to set the tone. They're going to have to get things going. But the offense, you have to come out and you have to hit the ground running this week. You finally got things going off in the second half. You you got a little feel good, got a win. Zach looked great. You The offensive line was finally holding some blocks together. Dudes were getting open and catching the ball. A novel concept, I do say so myself. But this, this is going to be a test. Now it's time to keep that going. You can't let up. Start out early this week. Get Zach a couple of easy completions and ease him into this game. This isn't any special type of Atlanta Falcons defense. 
this isn't a Dan Quinn Atlanta Falcons defense. And you can say whatever you will about Dan Quinn as a head coach. The guy knows how to play defense, knows how to coach defense and call defenses. This Atlanta Falcons defense has given up the most points in the league this season, and that's including the Rams and the Seahawks, who played five games as opposed to the four that the Falcons have. This team is there for the taking. You get Zach eased in early. You get the run game going a little bit. And then you let it rip. This this could be a defining performance for Zach Wilson because you have the three tough games to start the year, you know, the the five tough halves and the one good one in the first game. And now to have back-to-back quality games where you get things going and you're finding it and you can really look back and hang your hat and say that was a good performance. That's what you need for the offense. That's what you need. If you're Mike LaFleur this week, you need to make sure you're building Zach Wilson's confidence. This isn't a one game at a time approach. This is a season long approach. That's what I've been saying the whole time. This is a season long approach. This isn't just, it's like when you're watching a TV show. Like a show like Law & Order, for the most part, is episodic. So you can watch one episode, and you don't need to have any context of anything else. You can just watch that episode, and it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And the story's over, and the next episode will be something completely different. This season isn't like that. This season is a connecting show. It's like Game of Thrones. Everything is playing into each other. Something that happened all the way in the first second of the first episode is going to matter in the season finale in the final minute. That's what this season is. You need to make everything flow and work together as one. This, you should start the first quarter of this game as if you were still playing against Tennessee. Now, You shouldn't come out and run the offenses if it's overtime, but you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be afraid to pound the rock up the middle and get Zach to run out on a, on a couple of boots because that's where he's the most comfortable. And you saw it last week when they got him on the run, he was making the plays. He was looking like, I mean, there, we were starting to feel really good over here. I mean, I know I was, I was looking, I was looking at some hefty, hefty, uh, predictions and uh, thoughts that I was throwing on to Zach Wilson there. I got to be honest with you, and I, I don't take any of them back. And I'll double down that he's going to be in the MVP conversation in the next five years and will finish in the top three in at least one of those five years. I, I am putting it down there. And I don't think that's too much to ask, especially with the talent that this kid has. He's special, guys. He's very special. You got to keep building him keep making him better this is a game that you can take advantage of and get him some confidence and get him a couple touchdowns and get him some good drives put up points and get a w that's what it's all about for this jets team right now keep making zach wilson better and if you make zach wilson better in turn, you make other be- other players better, like Elijah Moore, who will be returning this week. 
And I expect Elijah Moore to have a nice impact into this offense. Maybe not, maybe not huge. He might not be a number one option or he might even be the third most targeted player on this team this week. But I think he's going to make something happen. I just have a feeling he's going to have a big play at some point this week. And it's going to make us all go, bingo, that's why Elijah Moore was a second-round pick who people were talking about as being a special type of receiver. I mean, Jamison Crowder is a dude who now is second week. I think you're going to see him get a ton of targets. He's just a guy who eats up, you know, five-yard catches, three-yard catches, seven-yard gains, 15-yard run, you know, he just does a lot of things, and he's always open. He he knows how to find places to get open and find the QB's eyes. It's a special talent. I mean, it, thankfully, he's healthy now, and he can be out there for Zach. You saw what he was for Sam. I think he's going to continue to be that here for Zach, and I expect, uh, I expect a pretty big day out of Jameson Crowder this week. Um, at least five catches. And I'm going to go with probably sitting around 70 yards, give or take. You know, probably more catches than that, though. Probably close to seven or eight, if we're being completely honest. Guy's a, guy's a good player, and he's going to be open, and he's going to make plays. That's just who he is. He's reliable. Another guy I want to see become reliable and make some plays and start to get really focused in on this offense is Michael Carter. So what I would like for Mike LaFleur to do this week when he's not, you know, having Zach Wilson roll out and direct some traffic downfield, tell Corey Davis, yo, go deep, baby. Let me hit that shot. Yeah. You know, when he's not doing that, I would like to see Michael Carter pounding that rock up the middle getting five yards, getting four yards, breaking off a 10-yard run, getting three yards, getting four yards. That's what I want to see this week out of this offense. Get Michael Carter rolling, get him some carries, and get my man Zach Wilson's confidence through the damn roof because that's the type of game this is supposed to be. You are better than the Atlanta Falcons. The Jets are better than the Atlanta Falcons. They are healthier than the Atlanta Falcons. And there is no reason that they shouldn't put up more than 20 points against this anemic Atlanta Falcons defense, which is prone to giving up points right now. This is a game that you have to have if you're the Jets. This is a game that if you're Mike LaFleur, you cannot F this up. You cannot go into London and look like a, a wanker, as they say in Britain. You can't go over there and you can't look like trash or even or even win this game 13-7. to A win in this game isn't good. You want to look good on offense and win this game. That's what you want to do if you're Mike LaFleur. Make it good for Zach Wilson. Get your young running back Michael Carter some more yards and do a little something with him. Get Elijah Moore some catches and move the ball into the end zone. A first quarter touchdown would be nice, Mike. I think you found your groove a little bit last week. Don't shy away from it. Make sure you speak to Zach's 
needs and his skill set. Do not force anything you don't have to force. It's right there. It's right there. There's no reason this offense shouldn't have a field day against this Atlanta Falcons defense all over England, all over London, England. Now, I'm not going to give you my pick just yet because we're not quite at that point of the show, but I will tell you real quickly, please, if you have any thoughts, any types of predictions for the game tomorrow what you're going to be eating for the game tomorrow i mean that's going to be a real interesting one right i mean we got what a 9 30 kickoff so are y'all eating pancakes you eating french toast you got some uh strawberries on there i mean i'm probably going to be scarfing down a nice bacon egg and cheese on a plain bagel with an arizona on the side and uh i'm an arizona guy a peach arizona guy so, uh, you know, if you ever, uh, if you ever looking uh, to buy me a drink when we out somewhere, hook it up a little peach, Arizona. That's my thing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, let me know what it is. Hit me up right there at Zubeard 77 on the Twitter machine. Uh, you could let me know your thoughts on the game as it's going on. I'll reply to you. Let me know what you think going in, coming out uh, as always on the post game show. I will read some of the better tweets that we get. And, uh, you know, throw those on air and let people uh, kind of dissect what uh, what the crowd's thinking on this one. Because this is a show. It's for the people, baby. It's for the, it's for the nation. It's for you. If, it, if there's no you, there's no me. That's, that's what it's all about. So definitely, uh, definitely hit me up on there at Zubeard77. You can follow me, you know, message me, whatever you want to do over there. And, of course, uh, you know, you're listening to this on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or whatever other uh, party you might be listening to this on. Appreciate you hooking it up. Um, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, leave a five-star rating. And uh, you know what it is. We appreciate that all the time. So without any more delay, I do want to get to the players to watch for week five versus the Atlanta Falcons. And first up on defense... We have Quincy Williams, and I mean, from the perspective of this guy is killing it right now, and he looks good out there, and I want to watch him do things on the field that not a lot of guys have done in a Jets uniform in a while in terms of just flying around and making plays that they have no business making. I love it, but he's also going to be a key component to how the Jets are going to be stopping Cordero Patterson because... You're going to see a veteran. You're going to see Matt Ryan, who's a veteran QB. He's going to make sure that he's putting this offense in the best position to succeed. The best position to succeed when they're going to be running the ball or moving Cordero Patterson around is going to be keeping him away from CJ Mosley. So when you keep him away from CJ Mosley or you're doubling CJ Mosley or putting a blocker on Mosley, alignment on Mosley, what happens? You need Quincy Williams to step up there. And this is going to be a game where Quincy's going to have a lot of opportunity to make plays on Cordero Patterson, Mike Davis. I mean, hopefully he can get himself over to the QB, maybe bring Matt Ryan down for a little sack lunch. But we don't get a little crazy. We don't get too crazy here. Quincy Williams is going to probably lead the team in tackles. And 
I mean, it's going to be up to him in terms of really being that last line of defense stopper when it comes to taking down this Falcons run game, which I fully expect him to do. So expect a huge game, a huge game out of Quincy Williams. 10-plus tackles. And am I crazy enough to say it? Nah, I'm not crazy enough to say it. (laughs) I was going to say a sack, but you know what? I'll just leave it at he'll get a half a sack in this one. (laughs) Player to watch on the offensive side. I mentioned it before. I think he's going to have a big-time game. Wide receiver Jameson Crowder, who returned last week from injury and just complications through training camp. He is an important receiver for any young quarterback because he is the perfect safety valve. He knows where to find the soft spots and defenses in the front. He takes advantage of linebackers and corners dropping deeper into coverage. He'll take five yards. He'll take three yards. He'll take six yards. That's what's great about Jamison Crowder is that he'll take those short gains and then every once in a while he'll bust one of those off and get you a nice 25-yard gain with that speed that he has cutting across the middle. He's a big-time player, and this is, uh, I mean, for the Jets, this is a big-time game. This is the first time this year that I'm going to say the Jets absolutely should win this game, and there's no reason they shouldn't. Like, that's how I feel right now, and I think there's no reason that you shouldn't feel that way, too, as a Jet fan going into it. The offense should look good. The defense should look good, and this should be a resounding win for the Jets. And my prediction is, I almost said the Falcons score first. I want to leave that. Jets 31, Falcons 16. Big time performance for Zach Wilson in this one. I'm expecting over 250 yards. I'm expecting... Over two or two or more touchdowns. I'm expecting Michael Carter to find his way into the end zone with a rushing score. Jamison Crowder, like I said, I'm I'm gonna guess he'll get seven catches and put one of those in the end zone. Elijah Moore is gonna make a big play out there on the offensive side, so keep an eye out for him and that play to happen. Defensively, Quincy Williams, I told you what it is. And the other big thing to watch for the defense is they're going to get some turnovers in this game. It's It's been a long time coming. There's going to be a couple of turnovers in this game, I'll tell you right now. Whether it be a fumble out of Cordero Patterson or a, or a missed route assignment or a terribly run route and a pick happens, there's going to be some mess-ups in this game. And this Jets defense is going to have an opportunity to capitalize and continue to build on a strong beginning and put themselves into a bye week feeling really good after possibly one of the worst ways that you could have ever started a season and a career for a quarterback, a franchise quarterback that you could even imagine. So with that being said, There's not really much left to say here. I think I dropped the mic on that one. 31 to 16 Jets over the Falcons in London, baby. So please join me tomorrow. Remember on the post game pod right here on time to Jets on Spotify, Apple and Amazon. And you can, of course, always follow me on Twitter at Zubeard77. 
Hit me up there. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know your predictions. Let me know what you're thinking of the game. I want to talk to you people. Let me hear you. I love you. I'll talk to you tomorrow after uh, hopefully a good performance for the guys. Or should I say the lads over in England. Time for me to jet, guys. I'll talk to you then. And without further ado, peace!